Paris returns to lockdown in a worrying sign for Europe, a frosty exchange between China and the US, major misinformation news and Super Nintendo World. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Friday the 19th of March. In the first story of the Daily Briefing today, we head to France to discuss their latest lockdown. While much of the world is currently in full lockdown, France has been relaxing restrictions and attempting to avoid a third lockdown. Unfortunately, this position became seemingly untenable in the last few days, with daily new cases skyrocketing into the 30,000s, potentially signalling the beginnings of a third wave. Like the UK, it's believed that the UK Kent variant is behind the new rise in cases in France. As part of this new lockdown, 16 regions in France will be subject to new restrictions. And in total, that means that 21 million people will be required to abide by the new rules. Luckily though, it's been made clear that the restrictions for this upcoming lockdown will be less restrictive than the restrictions imposed during the first and second waves. Schools will be allowed to remain open and outdoor activities will be permitted, provided the individual remains within a 10 kilometer radius of their house. Non-essential retail, except for bookshops, will need to close. Citizens will also not be allowed to travel between regions, and a nationwide curfew will be moved forward an hour to 7pm local time. The lockdown is set to be in place for four weeks, but let's all hope for the French people that it doesn't have to be in place for any longer. Anyway, this is an interesting development, and proves that attempts to unlock this spring won't be universally successful. With governments trying to balance social and economic needs with the reality of the virus. Let us know what you think about France's third lockdown and how you think your country is doing when it comes to reopening. In the second story today, we move to Alaska to discuss an exchange between US and Chinese officials at a high-level discussion between the regimes. It's fair to say that over the last few weeks, relations between the two countries have certainly gotten frosty. This situation may have been made even worse by the exchange between the two regimes in Alaska yesterday. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made clear that the US would discuss our deep concerns with China, including in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on the US, and economic coercion of our allies. The first of these three examples raised by Mr Blinken relate to human rights abuse claims levied against the Chinese regime, all of which we've explained in videos over on the TLDR Global channel. Regardless, China's most senior foreign policy official replied to these comments, claiming that human rights in the US were at an all-time low, demonstrated by the fact that black Americans were being slaughtered. Despite these very public attempts to shame one another, it was claimed that the discussions behind closed doors were substantive, serious and direct. Let's just hope that the two can continue having productive meetings, and that this doesn't continue to escalate. In the third story of the Daily Briefing today, we discuss misinformation. It's fair to say that misinformation has become a serious problem in the last few years, whether it be related to elections, the coronavirus vaccine, or even simple day-to-day -day politics. All over the world, misinformation is having a truly negative effect. That's why the Media Lab at MIT produced a report looking into how and why misinformation spreads. They found that around 50% of its participants unintentionally spread misinformation, simply because they didn't know what they were sharing. Additionally, a third of the participants shared the misinformation because they mistakenly believed it was true. Professor Rand claimed that the careless sharing of fake news was down to the design of social media platforms. 
He claims that social media prompts people to care more about engagements instead of about whether the information being shared is accurate. Anyway, let this serve as a lesson to everyone watching, reading and listening today. Always check what you're sharing online is true. In our final story today, we discuss something a bit more lighthearted. After all, it's the end of the week and we're excited for the weekend. So we're going to discuss the newly opened Super Nintendo World in Japan. It was expected to open last year, but due to the pandemic, the opening had to be delayed. The world itself cost half a billion dollars and is currently only available to Japanese visitors due to current restrictions on travel. Additionally, the intended capacity has also been halved in order to allow for social distancing. The world's main features though remain open and functioning, with the primary attraction, a Mario Kart AR ride still welcoming visitors. Additionally, the unique system whereby visitors can collect keys and coins using an armband purchased upon entry will also be functioning too. This armband can even allow visitors to play mini-games and team up with or against other visitors while exploring Super Nintendo World. Three more of these themed worlds are already under construction at Universal Parks in LA, Orlando and Singapore. So it looks like there's more Nintendo joy spreading around the world in weeks and years to come. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out Monday's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.